Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Talking Jacks. My name is Alex Warren, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Ben Goshorn, a.k.a. The Soccer Goose. How are you on this Monday night, Ben? Excellent. I've got an amber ale to drink and a good game to talk about. Three points to talk about, if nothing else. So, uh, how are you this fine evening, sir? I'm good. I can't complain about the results of the weekend. Everything else in my sports... Uh, world is going wrong, but I cannot complain about the Charlotte Independence. <laughs> oh yeah, which is oh, uh, which is rare. I feel like, for, at yeah, least for right. this season, right? You know, we're on a four yeah, four game unbeaten down. run. Yeah. I feel weird calling it beatless. I feel like we got to get to like six before we can start using that again. Yeah, just, it just feels like it just feels premature. It feels premature. Yeah, I I can agree with that, but it's. Uh... Yeah, before I forget to, to drop this stat line, because I probably will, um, June was a really good month for us. We um, doubled our point total from, I think, 8 to 16. Um, of course, this tweet is not showing me what I want to. It's showing <laughs> me the the, the, East, the Western Conference, which doesn't help me at all. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure we doubled our points from uh, 8 to Oh my goodness, why am I looking at the Western Conference tweet? This is great content. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, sorry guys. Um, yeah, we doubled <laughs> our points from 8 to 16 points, and we moved up four slots in the table. So we moved from, I think, 17, what, we're in 12th? Oh, I didn't even realize we were in 12th. It's even better. Um, yeah, but yeah, we had a really good month um, of June. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, and this game was pretty good too. Um, a little bit slow in some ways. I mean, I feel like this was kind of the the first real full expanded upon Jeffrey's match we've seen this year. We've seen some bits of it. Um, but I really think... Uh, it was almost maybe in some ways too much like a Jeffries match in the sense that we we missed some opportunities, unfortunately. Um, but all things considered, we pretty well dominated them. I mean, they had a few chances here and there. Yeah, really um, the only chance they had was the kind of recycled ball that ended up in, in the really good save by Brandon Miller. Um, yeah. It was kind of a... It was a ball, a ball in, and I think he overhit really, and then the mm. the attacker that did get to it just kind of put it back into the area, and and they were the first ones to it. But really, I mean, yeah. I, that's really the only quality chance they created when you think about it. That you can, I think they have they had three shots on target. I'm struggling to remember the third one, but the second, the first one, or I guess the the, the one we're talking about with Brandon Miller saving that was like their second shot on target, mm-hmm. and the first one was a really long distance yeah. effort from Lagos Kunga that was really not threatening at all. It was kind of a slow roller. Um, but no, I, I totally agree with you. I think it was a little slow uh, to start the game maybe, but then yeah. we picked it up. We picked it up as the half, the first half went on, which has kind of been a, a, a thing that's been happening here lately. And then in the hmm. second half we completely dominated, but we just could not, um, you know get the ball across the goal until Enzo finally put put it to where Jorge couldn't 
miss it really. It was just that by the time by the time the ball got to Jorge in the box, it was a tap in. Uh, but it was just a yeah. rifled pass, you know, around two or three defenders right at Jorge's feet. But I thought we played well, but it was not our. It was probably. So is would, is it fair to say it was probably the worst we've played in the final third in the Jeffries, the the short um, Je- every error. I mean, it's three games, so it's like, yeah, it's a really small sample size. It it was a moment where like, it felt like the latter part of like 2018 and 2017 maybe where like, it didn't seem like we were gonna be able to buy a goal. I mean, uh, Enzo had a couple chances. Um, but it really felt like it, it, it didn't feel like necessarily a game because Memphis was never really threatening. They had some chances no. here and there. Um, I mean, they, can, really, they couldn't keep the ball. I mean, really, no, they, they really yeah, struggled they to keep the ball, in the, especially passes. in the first half. What do we have? 60% possession, which is, it was in the first half. It was insane. more than that. Uh, oh, yeah, it, they balanced yeah. it out a little bit in the second well, half, but in the first half, I want to say it was like, but, 65% or se- close to 70% yeah. in the first half uh, in Which favor of the Which is very telling. And, I mean, that was – I think every other game we had lost the possession battle. Not by much necessarily, but but generally lost it. So th- this was a good sign. I mean, I think I think the pitch had a, had a lot to do with – I mean, I don't want to say missing chances, but kind of stifling some opportunities. And I think both teams took a, a good while. We probably had didn't take as long, but – I think Memphis never really got their footing on the pitch. Yeah, um, it was a maybe a little bit better than the the, the Birmingham game, but it not was by better. Itself. It was better than Birmingham, for, uh, but it was. See, I have the the added benefit of the Skycam, basically. Uh, you know, with yeah, the, with the camera being way up high where it is on the stream, I can really see the pitch conditions probably better than you can in the stadium, which is oh, yeah, a really right. strange thing to say but it's just because you get the the height you can see where the the bare spots are it was definitely better than it was against birmingham which makes me think mm. that hopefully well the next home game is this weekend so or yeah this yeah. coming weekend so never mind it won't be better by then but maybe by st louis it could be better i think hopefully. uh but it's just it's an, an unfortunate it happens every year but this is definitely the worst it's been um and maybe yeah. maybe it's because it's been drier this summer maybe i I don't really know uh because it rained so much through the spring so i don't know events at the sportsplex here recently they had a gaelic football tournament they apparently had a volleyball tournament which that just feels weird to me um but it is a sportsplex it's not a soccerplex so i guess it's (laughs) the the county's got to get their money back at some point but uh yeah i just uh I mean, it was really good to see the club continue to press because, I mean, Enzo was the, one of the main focal points of the attack, I feel like. And I think um, I, I honestly can't tell you that I've looked at his specific stats, but he was really he seemed to be on a mission and really putting the front foot forward um, front foot forward. That didn't make any sense. Um, he seemed to be on a mission. Let's just go with that one. Um, to, to really make, leave his stamp on this match. And, and I mean, he had the, the, the chance, I think in the first half where it was a one-on-one with the keeper. I haven't seen it again, to be honest with you, but when it happened in real time, uh, it was a little bit perplexing to, to see him not put that at the very least on frame, but, um, to get that past the keeper, 
Um, I mean, really, kudos to their keeper, though. Um, he, he was pretty darn good. I mean, that was a, a pretty darn good opportunity, um, uh, a big chance, if you will. I think that's, like, the definition of it, essentially. Um, he had that... Uh, he, he put himself in really good positions to stop us, and, and he had that uh, save against Alex. Was, yeah. was Alex the diving I, one? I that, think I so. Think, yeah, and that was in the lighter part of the game, um, maybe even after we were up a goal, um, which that one, I like, I Alex did everything right. Every single thing right. I mean, he we, we've seen him kind of get... I don't want to say hesitant in the box, but you, you, he always seems to be looking for another player, it seems like. I mean, we saw it on that Mansale goal um, against Birmingham, and, and it worked out, luckily. Um, but, but, I mean, he had, a, he had a, an amazing touch into, the, into space and, and a, a, a good progression into the box, and then he just he put a good shot on target. But, I mean, their, their, their keeper just got a, a fingertip save on it. Um and really just taking a step back, really, though, um, the, the, the lead-up to that goal, Enzo's just ferocity to, to do that and to put it in a dangerous position and a position for Herrera to find it and put it really just in a, an unsavable position because I don't even think the keeper moved. It's, uh, well, he had no chance but, but because, because yeah. he was so, Jorge was so close. Uh, yeah. It was just perfect placement on the pass, uh, and he did really good work just to get down the line in the first place and get by the defender. Um, that yeah. it, that's just another thing. He looks healthy. Uh, I think I talked about this either last week or two weeks ago. He's got that explosive first step back where he's able to kind of sh- drop his shoulder and then go past the defender and, and, and get by him. And that's exactly what he did for the for the the assist. He kind of head faked inside and just beat the guy down the line. And he hasn't been able to do that for most of the season. So hopefully that means that he's that groin injury is completely in the rearview mirror, and he's he's back healthy because he's looked a lot more threatening when his with his dribbling. He's still getting a lot of shots blocked, but I think that's yeah. um, that's you know that's going to happen when you take shots from distance. And he's he's the type of guy that takes shots from distance. Um, speaking of shots from distance, we had a couple uh, just inches away from being a couple of worldy goals from. Uh, Mansali in the first half just leaned back just a tiny bit too much and put it uh, oh, yeah. a little a little wide. And then Sabea coming in for his debut, nearly scoring oh. just moments after coming in. That that one would have been goal goal of the season, maybe. Uh the bend oh, yeah. the bend that he put on that ball was just ridiculous. And it was yeah. unfortunate that it hit the post and went out. Uh, mm-hmm. but he was he was electric in his brief debut. Um but overall, like you said, I think we do- we dominated the game, but I thought we were a little bit um, out of practice, I think, in the final third because we were trying to get back to some more of those kind of wonderful team goals that we sometimes yeah. score with under the Coach Jeffrey system where there was a lot of quick, short combination at the top of the 18 between Alex, Jorge, Enzo. Like the three of them were really combining a lot near the top of the 18 and mm-hmm. they couldn't quite get him to come off um and I, but i was encouraged that it was that they were trying it you know um, yeah and i and i actually want to give memphis credit i thought they were tough to break down as well 
Um, yeah. They they came in with a clear game plan. They were going to sit kind of in a low block, and and have their strikers basically be the only threat of counterattack because, and 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 that's not really. I feel like that doesn't really suit Brandon Allen's game. But the other striker mm. was threatening at times. He didn't really. It didn't really ever materialize into the anything in the final third. But he was pretty good at running through the midfield and and getting putting pressure on the back line. Uh, but but you know all that said, I thought I thought our defense was organized for what we had to deal with, which wasn't much, um, and we were aggressive winning the ball when we did lose it. Um, especially mm. like the especially Hugh Roberts, I feel like he he and even Tico. I thought Tico yeah. played his oh, best yeah. game in an independent shirt. Um, maybe that was just Absolutely. because we d- he didn't have a whole lot to deal with. Um, but you know, it, he didn't make, a, he didn't make a mess. Where, he didn't make a mess of anything, yeah. um, that I can remember times where he, I mean, there was maybe one clearance that was not the best, um, uh, maybe more of a pass than a clearance, but there overall Tico really impressed me, honestly. Uh, I mean, I was, um, more than terrified to see him in the starting lineup, just to be honest with you. I think every time the ball went near him or he went near the ball or, or whatever, um i i had to had to hold my breath um but really like he made some excellent uh defensive decisions and and really there was there were times when i don't i don't know that memphis was maybe going after him in 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 some ways or just the attack was on his side of the pitch and he had to make a good play um really i mean there one of the things that was really noticeable to me. I wonder if you noticed it too, is that it seemed like Mensale was really given free range in this match and that he was, um, compared to seeing how we've seen Joel kind of be the, uh, the, the forward attacking fullback, uh, more primarily than, than in Saleh in the, in the last couple games, Mensale was all over the pitch and, and Joel was more tucked back. So that kind of left Tico by himself in some ways, and he really stepped up. Uh, I was really impressed with him. I mean, he couldn't have played a better match, honestly. Um, I, I think, yeah, it was just a really good overall match for just about everybody. I mean, Alex really impressed me. Uh, Taku, I think, still did pretty darn well. Uh, Mark Hill looked really tired, I'll admit. I mean, I think... I think there, there he's, were times yeah, he's there. being put put out there. We, we have no other choice at, at some points. Mm, yeah. uh, I think you saw that with, you know, Kevon George was back from the Gold Cup, but he just played, you know, several minutes in the Gold Cup. So he's probably pretty, uh, pretty knackered. I don't know. You probably don't want to throw him out there immediately. Probably a good call to just let him have a game off, especially with the, the schedule we have coming up with three games in nine days or something like that. Uh, but he gave us 70 minutes. I think probably 60 of them were, were really good quality, but like you said, he was really dragging towards the end, uh, yeah. through no faults of his own. I don't want to take anything away from him. I thought he played well, uh, but he definitely looked tired and the commentators even noticed that he looked tired as well. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's to be expected. He missed, I think he missed over a month and he really never got to full fitness before he got hurt. So, um, it's definitely mm-hmm. expected you know, when all those, when you consider all those factors, I thought Oduro was a little bit, um, not disappointing, but I thought he didn't have his best yeah. game. 
uh, he, he just struggled to find find his place in the game, which that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you're going to have games like yeah. that. Um, and, I, and I thought bringing him out when he did was smart. The double switch was really smart. I thought Sabaya played really well in his brief appearance. Uh, Nicky Jackson had that one moment right when he came in the game where he just turned on. He does that move. He's I've, he's done it a few yeah. different times. He did it against uh, Swope Park where he will let the ball run past the defender and just accelerate and blow by them. Uh, and that yeah. is that's a real like weapon. A start, stop, start. Yeah, he's it, he's got more really he's got more speed and acceleration than I realized he had. You know, I thought he was a little bit um, of just like a, a little bit slower but more strong type striker. But he's got some speed as well. Putting him out on the wing was an interesting decision. Uh, was, yeah. But you know, I, Jorge's not going to play on the wing at this point in his career, so I, I get where we're coming from there. Uh, but really, he didn't he didn't do a whole lot after that, but he didn't need to. Uh, we kind of just killed the game off. And, and, and like you said, Mensali, I feel like a lot of the attack was going through his side in the first half. But I thought in the second half, I thought a lot of it was going down Joel's side with Alex and Joel combining. Um, and mm-hmm. Enzo obviously kind of floating to the right a little bit. Um, but all things considered, you know, solid win. We'll take. Mm-hmm. I'll take a clean sheet any day of the week, and you know, I, obviously, yeah. it would have been nice to have gotten that second goal or third goal, uh, but one nil. Yeah, I, I, no complaints here. Just a, a, a solid, if not unspectacular, performance from from everybody. Yeah, and I, I think we'll probably touch base on this later, um, with, based on one of the questions. But I think this is a uh, it's a much needed three points and. I mean, there were states of the game where I don't want to say I wasn't optimistic we were going to get the three points, but there were times where I was weary that we weren't going to get a goal for us, unfortunately. I, I never really was threatened by Memphis. Yeah, um, I would agree but with that. There, there were definitely moments where I was just like, I just don't know if we're going to get it, and I don't know yep. if we have the we have it in us today, um, just with the sheer amount of uh, not being clinical in front of the goal, honestly. Um but yeah, I was happy to see the the three points, of course, and it's uh, it's nice being within. Uh, well, I don't know if we're technically striking distance from the playoffs, but we're we're twelfth, and uh, I think like three or four points from uh, getting one step farther up the ladder. And of course, we do have those two games uh, this upcoming week, technically. So yeah, it's uh, it's good to be beatless. What can I say? Yeah. So. Let's quickly talk about maybe a little bit of big picture and then do listener questions. Mm. So yeah, uh, you you mentioned how we had a good month of June. Uh, the final stats for that was, or the final record from June was two wins, two draws, one loss. Uh, the one loss being the really embarrassing one up in Ottawa. Uh, but yeah. but other than that, really, I mean, and if you you know if you really want to get nitpicky with it, we probably should have won in in uh kansas city and probably should have won in louisville so we could have had you know a phenomenal month with with yeah four more points but you know whatever um where do you think the momentum i mean do you think this is a i don't want to say a mirage because i it's really probably too early to say but do you think that this, because I mean, the, the the two wins we did get were against weaker opponents, um, and the, but but yeah. the two draws that we got, and I guess Swope Park is not really, um, really all that 
great in terms of the the table, but on the road to Louisville was a great result. So where do you think we are in terms of just kind of looking forward to the rest of the season? We're, I mean, we're obviously going to struggle with, in, from my points perspective, gaining ground. Yeah. But we're we're four points off of tenth place, but we have three games in hand above ninth and tenth place. So it's not exactly yeah, like we're it's not exactly like we're hot on the heels of anybody who's making the playoffs. But yeah. we do play several of those teams coming out. We play St. Louis, we play Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. we play North Carolina, and obviously on on Thursday, um, I feel like that is the real test. I feel like if if we go and compete mm-hmm. and 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 get a result in carry. I feel like that's what, that's how we'll know um, a little bit more. <coughs> so maybe it's too early to say, but where, what do you think about this upcoming week? Do you see us um, kind of continuing this run of form and, and, and going on a little run here? Or do you think, you know, maybe we just beat some easy teams and, and we'll get knocked back down to earth here in the next week. Um, I mean, we will, we're going to learn a lot on Thursday. Um, we're we're going to figure out a number of things in the sense of how Jeffries wants to play where, or how Jeffries wants to play with George and Maria in the roster. Uh, I think we could, we could almost see both of those players in the lineup just surely based on a rotation basis. I'd be surprised um, if we saw Maria play, he might, he might travel and make the 18, yeah. But I, I would honestly yeah. be surprised if he played because, I mean, he's probably... Chemistry's sake, too, that may be a He just played. I mean, he lead. just played last night against against the U.S. Uh, he didn't play much, but he played, and they were in... Yeah. Were they in Philly? I think they were in Philly. Um, Yeah, I think it was Philly. So he probably got yeah. back sometime today. Uh, yeah. So I guess fair. it's possible he could, he could play, but I would be surprised, especially considering we're already going to be trying to probably work Kevon George back into the lineup. So it might be a little too much to try to work two guys back into the lineup. Because Jeffries hasn't really been known to rotate players when he's got a winning formula. Um, So that'll be interesting to see. And I think in general, I mean, I think North Carolina FC has been, uh, I mean, they're they're still good. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not going to, this isn't a, Oh, nitpicking NCF NCFC, but, um, I mean, they're fourth in the table. They absolutely had our number previously. They know, well, the team knows how we play, but they've got a different coach and a different uh, roster essentially this year too uh, compared to when we played them previously. Um, but they, I mean, they've drawn against Hartford as of recently. They've drawn against uh, a really curious St. Louis in uh, the league uh in league play i should say here recently uh they've gotten some wins that they probably should have gotten um but they have gotten some good wins too but i say all that to say um their leading striker at least previously uh marios lomas or lomas i should say um i don't want to mispronounce his name he is going to be gone um he's been injured uh for the season um so it'll be curious how that's going to work out. They do have Nazmi Albadawi back, so that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to learn a lot, all things considered, here soon. I mean, I think it's not the end of the world if we if we lose to NCFC. And, and quite frankly, just uh, expectation's sake, if we – I think we can beat them. I mean, I think we've got momentum and we've got – uh, a real chance to to put a stamp 
on this next stretch of games where we're going to play. And CFC, you said Pittsburgh at home three days after the fact. Thank you, USL schedulers. Um, and then St. Louis, who's going to be an interesting match, uh, which I think they play the week before in the Open Cup or, or thereafter. Um, no, thereafter. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be thereafter that, that Wednesday, I think. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot. I, I think it's going to be... I'm optimistic going into it just because I think we've shown a lot of good things, quite frankly. And the, the issues we've had, we haven't quite been making the same mistakes under this uh, coaching change. And we've yeah. been a lot, even though we haven't maybe been as clinical as we could have been, we, we've been more clinical by default because we've been scoring goals um, in front of net under this new system and getting and winning the shot battle too is is one other thing um but yeah i don't want to go too long-winded because i know we have uh some listener questions so yeah. yeah so that first the uh, first listener question is for you goose it's half after starring in a video for the independence being louder than the commentators on the game's espn plus feed and having your heckling face plastered on fop mob this week how do you feel about being an a-list celebrity um, I feel like I shouldn't have shaved my beard. I think is the easiest way of putting it. Um, <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Oh yeah, it's hard to tell in that picture, but like the the video was taken, I think like two three weeks ago, and I I had a little uh, I tried to trim my beard a little bit, and it turned into a full on like five <laughs> o'clock shadow beard. Is what was after it. Luckily, my facial grows pretty quick, so it's 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 kind of come back with a vengeance, but. Uh, yeah, and it's also it was nice being in the behind the away bench, so that was nice. I got to heckle the the coach and the the announcers got a good uh, laugh of it from the the peanut gallery is what they they turned me as, which I'm okay with. I'll I'll take that. You've been called worse, so yeah. <laughs> uh, that was from our buddy Matt. Uh, the next question, or it's a couple of questions actually, comes from Charles Houston. He wants to know, with the way things played out on the field in in this game, would would we have won before Jeffries took over? I was going to jump into this when I was talking about the way this game kind of went. I don't think so. I don't think we would have won this game, yeah. um, again, as quite frankly. <laughs> I mean, I think we've, we've had matches similar to this, I feel like, um, where we defended pretty good but they were deadly in, at times, and we just we buckled under the pressure. And we've had times where we've had good opportunities and just haven't been able to score, and we just didn't end up scoring in the long run. Um, and I think, quite frankly, too, the, the one thing that, that kind of can't go unnoticed um, is the substitutes we used were fantastic. I yep, mean, they were timely. Sabaya, they they yeah, both had an impact. Too. Um, I mean, I think Mark Hill was, was gassed. So to bring Sabaya and uh, Nikki Jackson in there to, to provide joint attacking efforts on opposite sides of the pitch. Yeah, and to move and Alex into the center, too, was an interesting yeah. choice. I know because I, I, we, we clamored on and on and on about how there's no way he shouldn't be making the 18 when we have such a problem in central midfield. And then he goes and fills in the last 20 minutes in central midfield and does a pretty good job. Uh, I feel yeah. like I feel a little bit. Um, what's the word? Not justified. 
Yeah, I guess justified in my outrage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and I, I think I can't see us getting three points. Maybe a draw. Maybe we finish the game at 0-0 or we, or maybe even we lose. get a goal after letting up a goal. <laughs> but, yeah. like, yeah, maybe even lose. I mean, the, the way this game was going, I, I was I – was, still on the optimistic side of things that we were going to get a a positive result or three points in general. But I mean, if this would have been in that stretch of poor form that we had, I I would have been far less optimistic. And, and really, cause I mean, Jeffrey's maybe didn't change his philosophy of what he was doing, but he added different types of players into the attack, I think as well is what really kind of uh, sparked the attack in some senses um, which of course we'll probably talk about, but I think one other question, I think Jason asked that question, but that'll be, yeah, there's problem. several, there's several. So yeah, I just, I'll just echo what you said. I don't think we win. Uh, you can look at the, the guy's record before and, and you can just kind of extrapolate from there. We won one game under him. Probably don't win this one. I just, I don't know. Just be frank. Um, yeah, so any idea what happened with Aaron Mond? He wasn't in the 18 after a out, solid outing in Louisville. Probably injured. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I think he was injured. I don't know what it is. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to ask if we, uh, if we get that chance. <laughs> I think Jake <laughs> Ehrman, you said you talked to him. Um, I mean, I don't know if this was off the record, but you said he picked up some kind of quad injury, but he was feeling yeah, okay. Was... so. Yeah, was he in the 18? Actually, he was not this was. week. Uh, he was not, but I believe he's been in training, as far as I could tell from the photos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think he. Uh, I guess he was injured, and that was a, I guess you could say an, an official type thing. I mean, I, he told me, so I, I don't know how official that is, but yeah. And then let's round out uh, with the last question from Charles. He wants to know, we kind of just discussed this, but he said, how big are the next five matches for us? With the exception of Carey, every team are around us in the standings. Feels like this stretch will get prove us a playoff contender or just a team trying not to finish last. Uh, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, I mean, th- the toughest game is obviously going to be this first one because for a multitude of reasons, they're the best team that we're going to play, yep. face in that stretch. Uh, because, I mean... I could not have been more wrong about my assessment of them before in the preseason. Uh, I thought oh, they yeah, would be. I thought they would be around there with uh, with us. To be honest, I thought we would <laughs> both be fighting for that tenth spot, basically, uh, yeah. in the preseason. But no, they 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 are a good team, and they've proven that it wasn't just a fluke because uh, they got off to a fast start, and everybody kind of was like, "eh, let's hold off." They played an easy schedule, with the exception of playing having to play Louisville. But then we've kind of seen that Louisville's maybe not uh, what they used to be. Uh, at least not yet. They haven't found their their form yet, uh, and, and I think everybody around the league was kind of like in wait and see mode with them. But they've kept proving it over and over. So I think it's time to take them, you know, as as one of the top four clubs in the in the Eastern Conference, which sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and and obviously we you know we never play well uh, in that stupid stadium. So we'll see what happens on Thursday. I think we do have the advantage of it being Independence Day. And as far as yeah. I know, the Independents are undefeated on Independence Day. Uh, I know of only um, one other game that we've played, but yeah, I probably should have done that research because I feel like that's something I could have looked up, uh, but I didn't. Well, I know for sure two seasons ago we played on Independence Day and won, and Jorge Herrera scored an Olympico. 
Um, he did, yeah. In in Pittsburgh, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Pittsburgh. I remember that one. That was a a fun one. That was in the middle of Beatless as well. So yeah, the summer the, the summer is the time for the independents. At least yeah. in the past, it has been. So yeah. Um, but yeah, just to echo what Charles said. Huge huge stretch coming up. If we can get past, I mean, we can just get a result, grind out a result in carry, and then we you know it's all to play for in the next four games. So hopefully we can get healthy, stay healthy, and put our best eleven on the field every game, uh, with maybe a little bit of rotation. You know that that stretch, carry Pittsburgh, St. Louis is all Thursday to Saturday. So that's like what ten days. So that's 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 uh, our 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 first nine days technically. I think. Is that our first like double game week basically? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's first time in a while. We had one, I think, like yeah, second or third week of the season or something. But something then we, like that. Yeah, but then we do have like a ten day break after that between the Atlanta and Birmingham games, which are both back to back, kind of Wednesday, Saturday, I think. Uh, so it's like if we can just get healthy before these three games and then stay healthy, we get a break and then we get two more games. You know, the, all of those games are winnable, with maybe the exception of Carry, which. I know rivalry game, yeah. whatever, you know, throw everything out the window. But it's, I am still, I'll, I'll say it. I said it, I think last year, I'll say it again. Until we do it, I will just not believe that we can do it and go in there and, and get a win. Yeah. Uh, but if we can go in there and get a draw, if we can go in there and get a draw, I'll be happy. Uh, and oh, if we get a win, I'll be, if we get a win, I'll be over the moon. I so I will be ecstatic when I'm leaving White Med Stadium yeah. or Park or whatever it's called. But, um, I mean, really, I think, just to kind of put a bow on that, I think let's not worry about NCFC for a minute because, I mean, what will happen is going to happen there, quite frankly. Whether it's good or bad, it's going to happen, and we're going to – there's more season, so let's not even worry about it. Um, but I think, quite frankly, between the Pittsburgh and St. Louis matches, a minimum of four points is what we need from those two results um, to really keep us in the in, – the discussion of of making a run at the playoffs and it i mean of course there's a ton of games in hand like you mentioned there for the people above us um even after that said and done i believe um i don't know their schedules yeah they both pittsburgh and st louis have both only played 14 games and we played 17 so but when you when we play when we play against them that's you know that's a that's a chance to nullify those games in hand is by by getting a win uh against them so yeah, uh, that'll this, be a good test for us. For sure. This uh, this question is just for you because I don't really watch this show. But uh, it's, uh, if, Sabella, if Sabaya's debut was an episode of Seinfeld, which one would it be and why? Um, see, I I wish I would have seen this earlier. Um, so I could have uh, done a little bit more research. But I, I'm going to change the question to character. <laughs> and this is the best. This is gonna take some explanation, and I, I may get some crap for this, but I don't really care because it's funny. Um, so there's a character that her name is Sue Ellen Mitski, um, or the Brawless Wonder. Uh, or not Brawless Wonder. I don't. I, never mind. I'm messing this up already. Um, but she's she's a famous character in the show because she would wear a... Uh, yeah, no, it is the braless wonder. Sorry, I, I thought that was right. She would wear a suit jacket and a bra with no top. 
So my explanation behind this is <laughs> it was astounding watching him on the pitch, quite frankly, because I didn't expect that from him, to be honest with you. I, I think he uh, – and I, I, I talked a little bit about this on Twitter, but I think he really provided a exceptional spark off the bench. I mean, it, it was a noticeable his, – his dedication to both attack – and defend as well. I mean, there was a second or two where he was a right back as in place of Joel, which I was kind of terrified of. But luckily, they switched really quickly. But um, well, it was just smart. Like I, I remember that moment yeah. as well because Joel was so high up the field. Like the, just the awareness to drop in and fill in that space was just great from a 19 year old who's you know yeah. been with the team like a month. Uh, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I I I feel bad saying. Maybe I shouldn't say. I, I won't say this. I'll just say I thought I thought he was really effective, and I would like to see more of him. Um, yeah, I, I think he like. I, I I mean I think he definitely brought himself into the discussion for first or second sub off the bench, depending on game state, of course. I mean that that really is that is where that comes from. But I mean I wouldn't be surprised if we necessarily saw him in one of these games coming up where we're going to need rotation, because yeah. I mean he really provided. And he. Even without the shot, where I think he was on the pitch for maybe two, three minutes, even without that shot, he was still remarkable. Just his, his, he was his his energy was great. Uh, yeah, he had he already had good fitness. awareness with Enzo and and Alex. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the he was in the area for he came on before the goal. He was I think kind of part of the buildup. I think he was the one who played the pass to Enzo. Played a couple of giving goes with him before Enzo kind of took over. Uh, but no, I, I, I want to see more of him. I don't know if I would go as far as to say first guy off the bench, uh, just because we'll have to see if he can do it, you know, consistently week after week. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see more of him. I'm excited that we have just so many options if, if guys are healthy. You know, we've got, yeah. you know, there's we can't fit all of our attacking talent on the field at the same time, which is a good problem to have. Which is, and it's a, a problem we didn't have in the past. You know, we did we were a little thin with guys coming off the bench if we needed a goal or if it was a tight game and we needed a spark. Uh, but I think we've got two great candidates in in Nikki Jackson and maybe Sabaya. Or if if you want to mm-hmm. uh, start Nikki Jackson and bring Jorge off the bench, that's quite an ace in the hole as well. So yeah, you know, these we've got a lot of really quality options in the attacking third of the field in terms of personnel yeah it 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 definitely it provides us with i i well i don't know if i'm necessarily say quality because we still need to see more from him but uh, really just a another key off the off the bench that i didn't necessarily know we had to this level i should say yeah so another question, this one's from Jay Lancegroner, and he says, if Gutman can't come back, could his doppelganger? Mansali needs help, not much, but the R of Gutman could bring a gusto to that wing. <laughs> is he talking about the guy? <laughs> I was wondering. Is he talking about the guy on Twitter that, that uh, Celtic fans have made all the memes about? Uh, if <laughs> if not, if you haven't seen that, that's that's one of the funnier things I've seen this year. There's a guy, there's a... Celtic fan. Yeah. He doesn't really look like Andrew Gutman at all, but he's got the same haircut yeah. basically. Uh and he and he's he's a 
he's quite a unit. I'll uh, I'll say that nicely. And uh, <laughs> a lot of the jokes are are, are really funny. So uh, yeah. I think Mansali. We let's actually let's have. There's another question about Mansali. So let's just go ahead and get that one out, and then we can talk about Mansali. Uh, Jason asked, "Is Mansali a better fit than Gutman for Jeffrey's style?" So I, I I'll say what I think first. I think. If honestly the perfect, I feel like Jeffrey's outside back if, would be if you could combine Mansali and Gutman together. Uh, I feel like they're they're both almost perfect for the, for the position. Uh, but yeah. maybe if you could add in a little, like just slightly more one on one defensive ability uh, for both of them. But I think. Yeah. Mansali, I don't know that I don't. I really don't know that he's a better fit. I don't. He's not. He's definitely not any worse. Um, I was a little bit worried about the transition uh, because he's played mostly as a winger, uh, but I know he's played played left back in the past. So I was a little worried about him moving further back. But we really haven't missed a beat, uh, which has been a surprise because mm-hmm. Gutman was one of our better performers all season and and was doing it consistently and getting better week in and week out. But I thought I think Mansali has delivered. Uh, two or three really solid performances here. Is it, is it three in a row that he's had to start? Did he start uh, against Birmingham or did Gutman start against Birmingham? I think Gutman actually started against Birmingham. So I guess just two starts in a row at left back. Yeah, it would have been. Because Gutman scored. Yeah, because he Gutman scored. scored. That game. But the last two weeks, I thought Mansali has been one of the better players on the field. Uh, obviously nearly scored that goal, cutting in on his right foot, which he likes to do a lot. And I thought he was – I think he's left-footed. Um, but he likes to get cut in on his right foot and have a shot. Um, and, and, and his set piece delivery is just magnificent. Uh, the only, yeah, the only real complaint I have is just, it's not even a complaint. It's just like, I'd like to see him be slightly better defending. I thought there were a couple of moments against Louisville that he maybe got caught out, but he was a little, he was untested against Memphis. So it was really kind of a moot point. But what do you think? I think it'll be interesting because I really wonder where Mensale would fit in this. I, I don't know. I mean, if nothing else, it's more depth. I mean, I think um, maybe unfortunately for Mensale, because he's been a fantastic left back under Jeffries. And I, I think if I had to pick which is a better left back under his system, I would say Mensale to answer the question. And I say that because... I it, it seems to me um, at this point. I mean, I think when we had Vines and Joel most of 2018, um, well, primarily at 18, really, um, it, it would always seem like we attacked with Joel. We didn't really we attacked some with Sam Vines, but it was more we would attack with Joel when we needed to, and more often than not. I think we saw in this last game that Jeffries can use both of those attack both of his fullbacks in an attacking way. As much as I like Gutman, and I know he can attack, I don't know that he's the best defender. And I think, as far as I'm concerned, if you are in a situation where you have Gutman back as a defender and we're attacking with Joel under that uh, scenario, I would much prefer to have Mansali in that role to be a, a, a more deep left back I don't even know if that's the technical term for it, but a more defensive left back, I should say, in that role than Gutman. Um, 
and it's really not any fault to his own. It's more about Mensah. He's been a pretty quality defender, and on top of it, he's been a, he's been a equally a, a quality attacker. I I don't want to say that he's been as good as Gutman, but I don't know that we've really lost a beat, quite frankly. Um, I mean, Mensah hasn't obviously he hasn't scored well other than the one goal, but that that was when he was an attacker uh, against uh, Birmingham, but. He hasn't maybe been that as scrappy as an attacker as Gutman's been on set pieces and things of that nature, but I think it would be it would be a good battle if nothing else, and honestly, it just provides more depth for us overall. Um, so I'll be curious to see how Jeffries deals with that, and and quite frankly, I think Mensale may not be a to kind of go back on my, what I just said. I don't know if Mensale is a terrible super sub in a lot of situations too just with his 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 amount of pace and him coming from the back line and attacking through the midfield i think is almost better he's a better suited attacker in that ways than being a winger in some ways i don't know if that makes any sense but yeah yeah i got you so the next question i had to i skipped one so let me go back so Okay, this one's from Wade Brazil, and maybe you can shine a little light on this for me. But he's asking Enzo offside question mark, and and Jack's Militia the the Twitter Jack's Militia Twitter account was mentioning some bizarre offside call against Enzo, but I don't remember an offside call ever being made in the game, and the stats don't have one being made in the game. So what happened? Hmm. Do you Enzo not know? Was called offside. I I don't know. I don't know what he's talking oh. about. And I and Jack's Militia tweeted a couple of things about it as well. Uh, about it being a phantom offside, but there was no. I mean, if you look at the stats, there's no offsides for either team, and I don't. I don't even know. I must have looked away when this happened. <laughs> uh, I'm not remembering that. Um, I'm just. I just assumed you would have like screamed your head off at something like that. Uh well, that may have been in the second half. When I, I still scream my head off in the, <laughs> in the posh side. I had a, a lady after the match to tell me to calm down, but I mean, I she know. waited till after the match to tell you. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of too late for that. At that it, point. it is but, definitely uh, too late at that point. No, I don't remember Enzo being called off. Yeah, we're gonna have to get some uh, some uh, some Jason uh, clarification on that, maybe. If he knows, maybe it's not Jason. I don't know. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk. Maybe somebody will update us, and then we can talk about it on the next episode. Um, the next question is from Jason. Speaking of, he said, which dish of French cuisine was Tico's performance? Um, I'm not super familiar with French cuisine, but I, I'm going to go with French fries. They, he was, he was solid, good, good supporting side dish, you know, classic goes with anything. Pretty much, uh, yeah. I mean, I, he he didn't have to do a whole lot, like I said earlier. But I thought this was one of the first times he's he's played, and I wasn't screaming at him through the TV at some point during the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> or crying into your your hat as you held it over your head. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go for similar things, and I'll admit I just Googled French cuisine, and this came up, and I didn't know this was French. But whatever. I'll say he was a quiche. 
a as quiche. you said, he was solid. Uh, he he provided different things and you can different things you can put in a quiche as far as being a solid defender through the air with crosses, uh, tackling as well. Um, and he had a good crust that was unbreakable. <laughs> that doesn't sound good actually with a quiche, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, I don't want to break my teeth on a quiche, but fair enough. <laughs> Avoid the crust. Fair enough. All right. That was a weird one. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe ask, give us more time next time, I guess. So we can do some research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last question is from Jesse Newsom, and he asked, Kevon's back, Miggy's headed back, and we have North Carolina-Pittsburgh in the next six days. What should the rotation be? What's up with Mon and Airman being gone? Uh, and then when does Sabaya get his first start? So rewind back to – so I, I would expect Kevon to start against North Carolina. Um uh, Maybe in place of Mark Hill, just because we know he can't go 90 minutes. So mm-hmm. I would kind of expect that to be the rotation there. Or maybe maybe you bring in Mark or leave Mark Hill and bring off Taku and then just sub Taku for Mark Hill at the 60th minute or something. I don't I don't know what the thinking will be there. But I imagine Kevon will start, and I don't think Miggy will start. Um, I don't know. I still... I feel like Miggy. I think I don't think, as far as I know, he has not been in training since Coach Jeffries took over. So that's another reason for me to think he's probably not going to play for a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I think he. I th- I feel like we still need a new, uh, like a different evaluation period with him because he hasn't. He looked. He did not look very good under McGinnis. Uh, didn't look very good in the from what I saw from him in the Gold Cup, um, in the center of the park. So. Although he did try a really that really spectacular volley uh, last night against the U.S. at at the death, you know, it was like the last kick of the game. He had that really acrobatic volley from like thirty yards away that was oh. surprisingly on target. It was, I mean, it was it was not hit hard enough to get by anybody, uh, but just the fact that he was able to contort his leg and get over the ball to not just like completely mishit it and send it into the stands was impressive. Uh, but regardless, I feel like he's probably going to maybe not see the field until maybe St. Louis or maybe even after that, since we do have that long break. So he'll have plenty of time to train. Um, and then Sabaya getting his first start, I, I would, I would look at that Pittsburgh match maybe, or maybe the St. Louis match because hmm. something you did just mention, and we, we'll talk to our friend, uh, Phil Grooms about this, but they have that open cup match that, hmm. that, following wednesday so how much do they prioritize the league match against us versus that open cup match uh so i would i would definitely think sabaya would get a chance to start some point during this five game stretch because we have two sets of like short short rest games um so i would i would look for it on probably the back end of those so that would be either pittsburgh uh, so not St. Louis, like I, I, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, or maybe uh, who do we play? Is it do we play Atlanta and then Birmingham? So maybe Birmingham away yeah. is the is the the other kind of option for him to start. Um, but what do you think about the, the the rotation over the next few few games? I'd be, I think George will whether it's against North Carolina or whether it is against Pittsburgh, 
he will be starting in one or both of those games. I feel like, um, I, I think he's, even though he has been away, he's played under Jeffrey's system before. And I think quite frankly, he'll be an upgrade and Mark Hill, I don't think can go a full 90, um, a, let alone, a, I don't think he could go a 45 after that last match, uh, fitness wise that he played. I, I mean, he does have some rest of course, but not a full week's rest at this point. Um, so I, I think we will definitely see a change with Mark Hill to someone. I, I'd, I'd like, I'd agree with you that Miggy probably won't get a, he'll probably get a start sooner rather than later, but I, I doubt against NCFC and I, w- I would probably even doubt against Pittsburgh. I did know um, the uh, QCFC interview with uh, Jeffries. He did mention that he's talked to Miggy uh, over the phone since the change. So, so there's that. I mean, of course that doesn't, that's a, that's uh, good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, something i mean it's it's better than nothing i suppose um but uh but yeah it'll be interesting to see the way this midfield shakes up because i i almost think as much as taku's been better i almost wonder if taku's gonna go do more of a right back reserve role in some ways because we don't have a backup to joel i mean when when he did go down not i, I think he was slightly injured in that last uh, Memphis game towards the latter part of the match. Could have just been fatigue as well. Um, a lot of players were fatigued. Every time there was a slight break, there was water bottles being thrown everywhere. It was, it was, was hot. Yeah, it was dreadful. Um, but um, I, I don't love the prospect of having Indom as our backup right back, quite frankly, just because it's not his natural position. Um and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players quicker than him, quite frankly, and that's no fault to his own. Um, so I, I just wonder how things are going to shake up. I, I, like I said, I think George will, will shake up in a role there pretty quickly. Um, I'll be curious to see where Miggy goes just because I haven't been terribly impressed with him in the matches I've seen from him um, in Curacao. I didn't watch the, the, the U.S. game, to be honest with you. I'm a bad American. I'm sorry. No, you're not. The, uh, oh, uh, that was one of the worst bad. soccer games I've ever watched. Oh, Which God. I feel like the United States men's national team have played in every game I've declared the worst soccer game I've ever watched. So, uh, not great. Uh, U.S. soccer isn't dead quite yet. So. Yeah, well, hey, yeah. the women. The women are yeah, luckily, doing the, it. Yeah, They're doing it. Can't forget about the women. And they play Thank tomorrow goodness. against England. So, yeah. Gary and Richard, you're going down. Yeah. It's not coming home. It's not coming home. Well, it is, but because uh, we're we're it, yeah. it's home here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I will be very curious to see how the players match up. Um, I, I think personally, I think Taku and George could could combine to be a good role. But ultimately, I wouldn't be surprised to eventually see Miggy and. Uh, George mix in well because I think Miggy could um, have flashes of, of Callum Ross in some ways um, but that's of course if he even fits into his role uh, in Jeffrey's system uh, quite frankly I'll be, I'll be curious to see how that's going to work just because that's even though a lot of players have fit into his into roles really well I think that's not to say it would be bad of Miggy not to fit into a role, but that's a lot to ask of a player in the middle of a season, quite frankly. Um, 
and yeah, there's a lot to be figured out. But, yeah, uh, and and what to you know to be fair, every player on the roster that we've seen has looked better under Jeffries than they did under McGinnis. So it's it's oh. fair to assume that Mikel Maria would be included in that group. It's just a matter of is he going to make a huge jump or is he going to make an incremental jump enough to 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 force his way to the starting lineup? Because I feel like right now that that midfield three that we've got working right now has been doing doing a good job. Uh, it's just that Mark Hill is is not able to to play ninety minutes yet, um, and Taku. I, I feel like Taku's been playing well enough to where you you can't just willy nilly take him off the field. So uh, we have some tough decisions to make, which is which is nice to have uh, to have a little bit of depth there and to have some competition and some rotation. So, but uh, it's been a little bit of a longer episode, so we're going to wrap it up uh you know in terms of covering these next few games i don't think we're probably going to have another podcast uh just because with the holiday and and everything going on we probably won't have another podcast until after the pittsburgh game so we'll we'll probably talk to you guys after the the next two games um i i don't foresee us having time to sit down on fourth of july <laughs> and do a podcast after yeah. the game uh, and so so yeah, I think we're just gonna we're just gonna do one episode after the Pittsburgh game to kind of recap the whole week. And uh, yeah, if you're on vacation this week, enjoy it with your with your family. If you're not on vacation, enjoy having the day off on Thursday. If hopefully you have the day off on Thursday. If, if not, you should you should tell your boss it's America. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, what if your boss is Canadian. Well, today's Canadian or not can- Canadian Day, Canada Day. Canadian. So they should have been off today. So, uh, happy Canada Day, happy Independence Day, and uh, for the double game week, come on, you jacks. Woo!